If you've been a spiritual entrepreneur for a while now and you haven't necessarily found the momentum or the type of growth that you'd want, you're probably missing out or neglecting the one thing that matters most when it comes to social media and when it comes to your content. And that is your message. It's your communication. Because let me ask you this. Anytime you've ever taken a call to action online, what was the number one factor? My guess is that you have read something or watched something and heard it that made you compelled to take that action. So every single time your audience is looking to engage with you, it's because of your communication. It's what is clear and compelling and effective for them to hear. So how do you find that message for your business without going through all these extensive you know, market research type of interviews? Well, that's what we're going to learn here. We conducted a group coaching call after the collaboration call inside the serving circle to discuss this, to discuss how you can come up with that message for your business, how you can do some research in a way that's quick and it's effective without going for the hours upon hours of interviewing people. So what you're going to learn here is one, how to use search engines to find those key pieces of information. Two, what information are you looking for? What are those key pieces to keep an eye out on? And three, of course, overcoming all of the market research, objections, resistance, all the fears and doubts that come up along the way. So yes, of course, it's here and in the Serving Circle on Facebook where you help elevate the consciousness of the planet through the success of your spiritual business. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur, be sure to subscribe. Love it when you support the content, of course. And I'll see you on Facebook in the Serving Circle where you can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Randy, we got some stuff for you. If you have questions okay. about market research, uh, if you have questions about where you can go to get this vital information, uh, I think it's a good question. The reason being is because when we, anyone that's ever done anything online, anyone that's ever taken any call to action, it's always because of the communication that allows them to do so, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what action is taken, it's always because you heard something or you read something that called you to take this action, that called you to watch this video, sign up for this thing, join this summit, you know, hire this person. It's always because of the communication. And so one thing that I've, I've really delved deep into a couple main things in business. One of them being the vibration and the the spiritual work. And of course, sitting in silence and meditating for hours upon hours has been so much, so much fun and so much uh, expansion in that with all of the fears and the crying and everything that comes along with it. But the other one, of course, is communication. 
it's it's on how you talk it's how you share it's how you are able to language things and so in order to have a message that's clear and also compelling we really need to understand okay what's that what's that message that people need to hear for for our words to have those sort of pet that sort of power so it does help to get on calls with people it does help to get on uh you know it does help to put a shout out to people and say, Hey, if you're looking to get on a call and organize some, uh, you know, to answer some questions, then that can be really powerful. And if you can do so, I definitely would. And as rainbow also shared today, you know, that's something that she's looking to do as well. Um, one thing that I found over the time as many, many entrepreneurs do a lot of this is that organizing those sort of interviews can actually be, um, there can actually be a, a big resistance to people doing that, um, to getting to getting on a, a call to answer some questions to do with market research. More and more, I think there's there's more and more resistance that people have to doing that. Um, I'm not too sure why, but this is just what's this is just what I've recognised. There were so many people in my earlier career, like six years ago, who were able to get on calls. We'd, we'd, answer questions all the time. Nowadays, I think people don't necessarily want to give too much information away and just be like, hey, I'm just going to give you certain things on how to market to me. And there's there may be a bit of resistance to that because they're in the, you know, in the collective, there can be a resistance around marketing itself. Um, so what I found as well, if you can get on those calls, that's probably the best because there's in-depth things you can do there that you can't really get anywhere else. So if you can get on those on those calls with people to ask some more marketing questions, definitely do so. What I also found is that online, there are so many resources you can find. There are so many ways in which you can engage with your audience and pick up those key pieces of uh, information other than getting on calls with people. So for example, if you do know your audience, and you know a couple things one who they are two the problems that they have and the, and in the ways they explain it and three the transformation and the outcome that they're really looking to achieve you have a good thing going there of where you can start with your with your research so that would be my that would be my first question is is the is your niche and the person you're looking to target specific enough that you can research it and another key question is are the problems and outcomes and transformations that you're focusing on what they're willing to invest in are they willing to invest in solving this problem and are they willing to invest in achieving this outcome and transformation that's found that information is found through putting out an offer and seeing if your communication lands. That's the number one way everyone's like, Oh, how do I know if my message is effective? Put it out there and see what response you get. And if, especially if you have a consistent message and an offer where people are consistently and, and in a predictable manner, um, buying from you, that's a big tick, of course, right? That's a big tick. 
because that's them signifying I'm willing to invest my energy, my time, my finances, my resources to working with to working with you and solving this problem. So how do we find that out? Well, if you do pass the test of saying, okay, here's a particular person who has a particular problem and a particular transformation outcome they want to achieve, and they're willing to invest in solving that, what are the ways in which we can gather information? We all know there's this thing called social media and there's these things called search engines that do the work for you. It does the work for you. I went through a lot of this work with um, my coach at, at the time, Christina Lopes, who's got a huge YouTube channel and she walked through with me what she does for her research, what she does for her, um, for how she structures her videos and the topic she does. And she's relentless. It is crazy relentless with what she, um, the value she places on her research that's within her network of people who are already watching her videos, who are already in, um, engaging with her stuff and asking them questions, looking at the comments, and then externally from her network, going to other videos, other social media platforms, other channels, searching specific things to find information. The cool thing is that she was so excited about is she's like, they do all the work for you. You type in your, your, for example, in search engines, let's, let's do YouTube. For example, you type in a word, what's going to come up. As soon as you just type in the word, you don't even press enter. What comes up is some other titles that people have already searched around that have that word in it. Mm. Right. right. It, it has it like if you if your niche, for example, is is, you know, is aging. There's a couple of people here working with with um, aging. If you if you in, in YouTube type um, problems with aging or what do I do if I'm aging or, or what are these signs of aging or whatever it may be? Um, even if you just type getting old, whatever you think they're searching, your audience is searching, what's going to come up is certain titles that it's going to suggest certain titles and it's done the work for you because those suggested titles have ranked highly in what everyone's searching. So let's say you type in um, aging and it comes up with aging symptoms or aging, uh, how do I stop aging or how do I slow down aging? How do I reverse aging? You use these certain terms and you see which ones people are searching. So therefore using that in a headline, using that as a, as a keyword, using that in your vocabulary consistently is something that you know people are, are using. Right. Is it making sense? That's just one way. Yeah. Just one way, just using YouTube or Google, typing in something, it'll give you suggested titles, suggested keywords that everyone's using. Right there, you don't have to go and interview a thousand people and say, what, what vocabulary are you, are you using? You just be creative and resourceful with putting something in the search engines and it does it for you. Right. So are you talking about then what we're looking for is putting together a messaging mm -hmm. 
and using words that people have already searched for hundreds of thousands of times mm-hmm. so that you're basically saying, yeah, I, I, I know the right words and here they are. And so then the attraction should be the same. Yep. You got it. And so even in searching the problems with aging, you can type in and actually press enter this time, you know, challenges with aging or symptoms of aging or whatever it comes up with aging. And what's going to come up with the most relevant articles on Google or videos on YouTube that people have actively wanted to watch. Right? So one thing that Christina taught me when it comes to Google is you type something in Google, like a question, or you type a problem or an outcome transformation that people have the top three or four articles are there for a reason. Why are they there for a reason? When people have clicked on that article, it judges, it ranks highly based on how many, uh, the time they spend on that article. So you can safely assume that the, the article that you're reading has actively answered the question that the people want to hear, mm. right? They've actively clicked on this article. They haven't flicked through and said, oh, this is nothing. And then they've actively read it and they're interested in it. So the top three or four articles, when you type in something in Google, are going to come up with things that are very, very relevant for what people are searching and two, what they want. It gives you a good indication of what they want because there's more and more eyeballs are on that and spending more time on it. So we can safely assume that that's, that's exactly what they're after. Cause what happens when you're reading what you're after, you stay on it and you keep reading. Mm-hmm. This is important for a couple of reasons. One, it gives you a space. It gives you a bunch of information that you know that they want. And then you can be creative and resourceful, whether it's in your offer or in your content of how you can offer that in a different way. Right. So let's mm-hmm. say with aging, I'm just coming with on the fly because you guys know I'm not quite unquote old, but I can safely assume that, you know, when people are searching how to reverse aging or things to do with uh, slowing down the aging process, that there are going to be certain things that people need to know in terms of tips that they're going to be interested in. So let's say the main ones are, uh, you know, your diet, your, your healthy water, your sleep, um, your healthy relationship, whatever it is, uh, they're going to come up with certain things. And if that, if that article is ranked highly on Google and has four or five tips of how to slow down the aging process, you can use that and say, um, you can use that and, and, and assume that's what they want right and then you can also be creative and resourceful with delivering that in a way that no one else is another a a way in which you can do that is through a thought reversal where you don't only offer those sort of things but added also not only what they want but what they need so here's where a thought reversal comes into it because you can actually look at what's current and what's relevant to them what's the current mindset what's the current um 
you know, theme that the world has and why your thing is different. So oh. when you're doing your research, here's something that's really, really important, really, really important is as you're searching, what you're looking for are mistakes that the people are making in your niche that they don't know they're making. If you can look up mistakes and misconceptions, so physical mistakes that they're taking or not taking or beliefs they have or don't have that they're unaware of that are keeping them stuck, that's gold. It's gold because it's taking what's, what is currently uh, known in the psyche of the, of the, of the audience and explaining why it's keeping them stuck, why it's wrong, which automatically gives your vehicle validity. And then you can explain why your vehicle or your method modality of getting them from A to B is, is more effective, more fast, more, you know, creative, whatever it is. And it's the best option for them. Is making sense? Mm. These are all the, this is all the information you can yeah. get from YouTube, from Google, um, by just searching certain things, looking up the articles and gathering that information. What you can right. also do is if it's on an article or if it's in a YouTube channel or a YouTube video, search the comments, see the overall perspective that people are taking on this thing. By searching the comments, you will get information around if people agree with it, if they don't agree with it, what could be some new perspectives where there is resistance, right? What objections they may have to that thing. This is all information that you can jot down for a really effective and compelling uh, piece of communication. So that when you're presenting your your communication, your message, your offer, after your research, you can go through and say, if you are dealing with aging and use their specific language, and you're dealing with these specific problems and challenges that they're willing to invest in, you may have seen, and you, you can have some common themes that, that people are, are doing, right? explain why that's keeping them stuck explain why they think they're doing mm -hmm. the right thing they but they're actually it's actually keeping them stuck right so highlighting mistakes that they don't know they're making and then because of that explain why you've created what you've created which is the alternative or the solution to the mistakes that the that the market's making So you're famous, Tyson. Judith just Googled you uh, under questions and spiritual businesses. And Tyson, I think you came up, was it number one, number two? Number one, there you go. Really? So, so you're, you're a success. We should, <laughs> we should follow, follow what you say. Oh, geez. Tyson, th thank you so much. That was really very, very useful and very powerful information that I will definitely build in. My pleasure. And I think, and I think also, uh, I was thinking of 
Rainbow because Rainbow and I were in the, well, we're all, I, th I think we all would do well to, to decouple our chronological from our biological clocks. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, uh, I joke, even God doesn't have time to convince, that's why he gave us free will. So really all we, all, all we have as a responsibility is to create the awareness that you've just created. And then a perfectly valid choice that's created is to do absolutely nothing. Mm. <laughs> just keep on doing what you're doing. But I definitely will, will do some research as you suggested. So thank you so much, Tyson. Go for it. And one, one last word I will share about this is be mindful of the state in which you're doing your research, the mental and emotional state you're feeling when you do your research. That will filter the, the, the answers that you get because if you're in a state, a mental and emotional state, where you're, you think you need to figure something out and you're doing it from a place of scarcity or fear, that's not necessarily the filter you want to be having these answers come through. If you have a, a space, what I, I encourage when my clients are doing this sort of work, I encourage the side of them I call the serving scientist. You're a scientist who's looking at the market and you're experimenting and, and doing it, but you're doing it from a place of service. You're like, I love my audience so much. I love my clients so much. I want to come up with creative resourceful solutions for them in ways that no one else is doing and therefore I'm doing this research to find those answers and I'm doing it from a place of service. I'm doing it from a place of curiosity, a place of passion, a place of love. And therefore that, that energy, that vibration will, will flow through you when you're doing this research. And that will give you the, the, um, the resourcefulness and the creativity to find these answers within the, within YouTube, Google searching through titles, looking at comments, all those different things. You can be creative and resourceful with these tools you have in front of you. And when you do that, um, you'll come up with a, a really compelling and effective message that you can use for your marketing. You can use for your copy, you can use for your networking and then delivering an offer for them, for your audience. That's, uh, that's unique, that stands out. And that really, that really has someone say, Oh my God, I have to work with this person. Does anyone have any questions around this process? What, what was the fear factor that you experienced? Because I have my, and I'll tell you, my biggest fear factor is being, being drowned by the unwashed masses. So the fear factor in doing the research? No, in, in actually putting out, doing the, not the, putting out the message then mm -hmm. once you have done the research, because um, I, I like the one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. and working through the individual people, through the connections that one makes at the heart-centered. The, 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 the mass market research just feels a lot more terrifying yeah for 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 an old thought like myself yeah so um you know if you could speak to that emotional reaction would be good sure well there it can be 
like there, there is a lot of information, of course, out there and endless amount of information, but we have to sort of look at the story that we have in our minds of there's too much, or I don't know how to do this or whatever may come up. Um, so as I do my research, I'm also paying attention to the stories and the fears that come up for me and, and feeling them through. So there may be some stories within myself saying, if I don't find the answer, I'm, I'm not going to be successful. I'm going to be broke and I, people won't pay attention to me and all those different things. And therefore there's this scarcity trying to find these answers. Um, I'll sit with the side of me that fears failure. I'll sit with the side of me that fears I'm not good enough or that things won't come together. I won't be able to find these things that I'm after. I'll sit with that side of me. I'll do my internal feel to heal type of meditations and, um, and, and start to really look at that. I think if we're called to do this research, if we're called to do this kind of work, what's going to come up are the things we need to see within ourselves. It'll bring up all of the fears. It'll bring up all of the doubts. It'll bring up all of the confusion, the feelings of being lost and inadequate and whatever it may be. And so that's the opportunity we also have is while you're doing this research, notice what comes up in yourself. Uh, do any modality you have to do the inner healings along the way so that you become the version of you who can do this research from a place of clarity, right? And then you can channel that through hands. You can even channel that through to your one-on-one connections with people. And you can use that as a way to um, enhance those conversations. Um, but even just doing some simple research of just brainstorming some ideas and having it on the calendar each week to just, you know, I'm just going to spend 15, 20 minutes. What are people saying about this? What are people searching here? What are people doing when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to this sort of work that will come up and, and, um, you know, you, you'll, you'll definitely start to fine tune the ways you explain things, fine tune the ways you offer it to people. And that'll definitely aid the one-on-one conversations you're having. Larry. Yes, Tyson. Um, Google used to have it. Maybe they still do. I haven't used it. You give them certain keywords and literally every day they'll send you articles mm. that include those keywords. I, I forget what that service is called. I think they still have it. Um, it's like the alerts, I think it's called. Yeah. What? Alerts. alerts. So you yeah. can type in, you can type in certain keywords and they'll give you alerts. Right. Uh, yes. For, they'll give you every week or whatever, every day, whatever you choose, specific right. articles around that thing. So you can stay relevant. You can stay on top of it with, um, yeah, that sort of thing. Is that yeah. what it's called? Is it called alerts? Does anyone know? I think, I think. It yes, was. it is. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, you that, that can prove very useful. Okay. Especially as your keywords change, yeah. you want to update your alerts so that you're, you're riding the current crest, yeah. not the trend of a year or two ago. Yeah. I mean, think of how the world has changed so much with uh, COVID before and after. So you want to constantly be looking at your relevant topics. There you go. And uh, I, I just want to say, Tyson, you are really on top of marketing and communication. I, I have a PhD in marketing and have taught it and coached and consulted for 45 years. And I endorse everything you said. Okay, great. 
Awesome. Is there anything that you want to add? Anything that I that in this short time frame? Do you not think you can, that you can not for, really. Um, just to emphasize that um, there's a separation. Uh, there's a duality between us and the market, and part of it is our preconceptions, uh, our ego, any neurosis we have, and and to constantly be cleaning yourself out so that when you meet your <clears throat> clients, when you read these articles, <coughs> you can, you're, you're not filtering your stuff. You're not, you're, you're connecting, not looking from afar and most likely misunderstanding or distorting. That's a spiritual discipline. Beautiful. Thanks, Larry. Awesome stuff there. Rainbow, did you want to add anything or have a question? Yeah, there were a couple of things that came up for me when I was making this decision to reach out to, to women to mm -hmm. get these answers. One of them was that I felt a lot of freedom about it because I knew I wasn't selling. You know, I wasn't going to bring up my programs. You know, it was really just trying to get info and that took some weight off of it. Mm. The other thing was kind of like what Larry was saying was that I realized when I do it, I have to erase my own ideas, my own preconceptions, my own who I think I am and what I am offering that will help them. I need to kind of be in that clear place where I'm willing to look at the answers that might not fit with what I think is going on or what I think they need. And, um, you know, that was a little, for me, a little bit of a, an emotional breakthrough to say, I don't have the answers. I, you know, I know what I believe and I have a lot to offer, but, um, you know, there's some excitement in me for seeing what's the truth out there. Awesome. Well done. Hence. So I had a, I had a wonderful chat with, with, with uh, Xander and um, he actually in his past life was also a clown, a fire eater, and also I think produced Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman. I would really ask everyone here to, to really look into your hearts and realize that selling is human. Even when you tell me you're not good at selling, you're selling me on your fact that you're not good at selling. So let's, just like the five-year-old last week, let's not demonize the five-year-old. I love my five-year-old. Let's let us raise the profession of selling to the noble place that it exists because nothing moves. If we do, if there's not somebody selling us, and you know, selling is more sifting and sorting than actually selling, but it is a very noble profession. So, Doc, just wanted to make that that ask of everyone awesome. that you know, as as Arthur Miller, in his Death of a Salesman, says, the only thing you have in life is what you can sell, and the funny thing is, you're a salesperson, and you don't even realize it. So. Anyway, 
Beautiful. Maybe we can do another call around sales and the things that come up around putting your offer out there. This is this is coming up with a message that's so true when it's uh, to make it clear and compelling. We also want to really uh, address the fears that come up along the way when we're when we're selling and putting it out there. So maybe that can uh, be a topic of another call. Hey, that'd be really powerful. Chris, you got your hand raised. I do. I do. We're talking about pitches. We're talking about communicating in a way that's going to entice people to want to be curious about us and what we do. And so check us out. And I bought, I've got this book. It's called Pop. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it or seen it. It's, it's not newly out. It's been out for a while, but it's by Sam Horn. And it says, create the perfect pitch, title, and tagline for anything. And in here, it's got, you know, in the U.S., we have W-4 forms where we declare how much money we make and we're doing, sending it all in for income tax and stuff like that. They created a W-9. And in this book, those W-9s is, is helping you use core words as um, Randy and you and Hans were talking about to identify your differences, identify your energy, identify who you want to do. And I just found that I just finished this book and there's many exercises in here. If you're interested, it's it. I, I even think it's free on Kindle right now because it's Sam Horn put it out a while ago, but it's called POP, P-O-P. And it's, wait, that episode, there we go. It's called POP. And so the thing is, is it, it touches on everything that Tyson's talking about. And there's another book and I just got done reading it. And if you haven't read this, you need to get it. It's called Traction. And Traction is an amazing, do you have a grip on your business or does your business have a grip on you? And that's just the, the understanding of it. Become that avid reader. Find out who your competitors, I love it, Tyson. Find out who your competitors are and why they do what they do and how, again, like Tyson said, how you're different. And when you invest that time in yourself, it's like investing in a life insurance policy. It pays back amazingly. So if you don't read, read. If you if you need a list of books, what to do, Think and Grow Rich is an amazing book. I read it. I use it as my little Bible. It's from Napoleon Hill. He wrote it back in the 20s, and it's still applicable today. And they have 13 values of it. They actually have a workbook I have. And so you put pen to paper. And it's been proven that when you put your words to paper, it concretes it in your subconscious. So I highly recommend getting the workbook too, but there's amazing books out there of people that have done amazing things, but they're sharing their knowledge. And it just, it take an hour a day, put that in your discipline. I call them my miracle mornings because that's what I do. And in that time I read in the evenings when I, I get off, I, I get off the phone, I get off the computer and I read because knowledge is power. So I just highly, highly recommend it. So that's all I had to say, Tyson. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. That's immensely valuable. We'll end it up there, guys. Thanks for being here. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been an empowering call, but hopefully there's some key takeaways there for you that you can start really working on your, uh, working on your message, doing your research in a way that's a little bit more fun, a bit more curious producing. Uh, so if you have any other questions, reach out to me on Facebook and um, I'm happy to help you out and happy to go through the uh, certain questions with you. Thanks for being here. I'll see you guys same day and time next week. Have a good week ahead, guys. Take care. Thanks, Tyson.
Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.